Dr. Dombrakis, thank you for joining us on Dialogos Radio today. To begin, introduce yourself and introduce your organization and the national debt to us. First, my name is Emmanuel Lombrakis. I'm a surgeon. I live and practice in New York. Of course, I am born in Greece, and of course, the fate of Greece has been always my concern, as well as other scholars and academicians that I am associated with. So, approximately two years ago, we decided to form an organization that we named it Ent National Debt. It addresses basically the excessive debt not only of Greece but all the nations in general because we believe that is the economic suppression of the nations are to such an extent a great problem of this earth that nobody can uplift the human spirit anymore. So we decided if will be a way that the nations will regain their sovereignty, their independence and their self-respect. That was the reason that we created and national debt. And national debt, of course, accepts a lot of members around the world. We have many, many members around the world. However, in the United States, and especially in New York, we are a core of approximately 12 people. Each one of us has a specific task to address relating to any function that a nation, a sovereign nation, may require. In other words, say we have economists, we have accountants, we have attorneys, we have constitutional and generally we will try to address all the problems that a nation could possibly have and that would like to restructure itself. And national debt is actually what we would consider the opposite of the new world order that tries to really make the entire world one single mosaic with one color, with one type of government. They have tried for at least a couple of hundred years now and eventually succeeded to address issues, the five issues that really concerning all people around the world, namely the health, it's not a national problem, the environment is not a national problem, the economy is not a national the problem. Nutrition is not. So it seems that all these aspects of human life are being addressed as a problem for humanity. And the New World Order is trying to address those things in those problems that all the humanity has. The other one is the overpopulation of this earth, as they call it. They try to address it like we are one and uh, we do not have any differences. And even disrespecting the natural differences of people there are people of different cultures, different colors, different backgrounds. And our organization is addressing basically the fact that we would love to be in association with all people in the world, but we wouldn't deny the identity, we wouldn't deny the self-respect and the self-determination of a nation, of a social group. This is basically the reason. And because our country, our beloved Greece, is in trouble at these days, as you know, in uh, most of those five items we just mentioned, that's why we try to address first the Greek issue. Uh, because Cyprus is a uh, undivided part in our spirit, in our soul, in our heart of the Hellenism, that is why we are addressing Cyprus and Greece with the same breath. Approximately 10 days ago, we were invited, our organization was invited in the South-South World, which is a United Nations corporation, and we addressed a lot of, so to speak, undeveloped nations. We 
offer our programs, in other words, what we have created, and I'm sorry for making this long monologue, Michalis, but I believe that we should give our identification before we proceed in anything further. We visited the United Nations, invited by the Ambassador Lorenzo, who is an ambassador of the United Nations, and we spoke to all these countries that they'd like to restructure their societies and restructure the finances and so on. We offer them sovereign loans with zero or point five percent for a period of 50 or 100 years in order to help them self-sustain themselves and really bring up all the qualities that they different nations have so we will create a mosaic in the world that is of different a different color pebbles so we do not have one blunt mosaic with one color that it's not going to be very pleasing to the eye to the soul or the spirit and your organization is offering $600 billion, almost interest-free to Greece, and another $50 billion to Cyprus. What are you proposing that this money be used for? Uh, is it just to pay off the national debt of these two countries, or are there other uses that you're foreseeing as well? As we mentioned before, the occupation of the nations and the attempt to unify the world, and at this point, nobody is against the unification of the world. The only difference between our organization and the New World Order is that we would like the different social groups, meaning the nations, to maintain their own identity, to maintain their own independence, and willingly, with free will, participate in what we call the United Nations or the community of nations of the earth. We are very much in favor of co cooperating and coordinating our efforts so we can make the human spirit be uplifted. And you cannot tell me that the same things that will uplift a person from Crete or from Greece will be the same things that they will uplift an Eskimo or a Japanese a human being or somebody from Zambia. So we are not really equalizing the needs of the people we are addressing the individual needs. That is the reason. Now, in Greece, the $600 million, as you know, the economic establishment, and we wouldn't like to identify them further, you know who they are. The establishment then has enslaved Greece, like many other nations, with unwarranted loans that they were not really real loans. Most of these loans are obvious loans, as we call it in financial terms. Obvious loan uh, is uh, defined as one that the lender does not follow the funds and secure that they are spent for the purpose that they've been borrowed for. So that, of course, what we call in Greece the aftora. And, of course, the English word for the aftora is the corruption. The corruption that is promoted and propagated by allowing an established sovereign government if there are no ethics and there are no laws. It will allow a group of people, and I don't want to name any individual one, it seems that every single government for the last 150 years has committed the same sin in Greece. And the corruption is rampant. As you know that Greece has the lowest possible rate of competitiveness as far as business and investment. And of course, this is not a product of one or two or three or four years of corruption. It has been rampant for at least 100 and 150 years. We would like to see that the loans and the money that is owned by the Greek people are real loans.
In other words, we would like to develop a group of international economists like uh, the President Correa did in uh, Ecuador. President Correa composed a group of 17 experts that they examine in detail all the loans and the external debt of Ecuador and they found that 92% of those loans were obvious loans. So the only real loans was 8% and if we take an analogy to Greece and if today Greece owes like $360 billion, we estimate that the actual debt, which means money that actually arrived and they were dedicated to the people of the country and for the good of them, is in the vicinity of $80 to $90 billion. $80 to $90 billion is less than 25% or 30% of the GDP. And that automatically, if that is proven, that automatically takes Greece to a triple A rating by Moody's by everybody. In other words, the problem of Greece is not financial. It's a problem of occupation by the bankers and the different economic interests. And we would like to free and to give the message to the Greek people that this is not really a burden that you have. The burden that you have is this, the real burden, and we undertake the obligation to cover your burden so we'll give you the opportunity to develop yourself, uplift your spirits, hope, uh, justice, and and education. Those are the three the three parameters that our organization is working with. First, by providing the capital, we provide hope for the people that they are desperate and they lose their pensions and they lose their salaries on a daily basis. The first thing to do is to stop the downhill road. We stop that by providing them the funds to reestablish immediately the pensions and the salaries and so on on the levels that they were before this crisis started. And after the people take the first breath, then will prove to them that you do not owe this money. We will secure everything that you owe. That's why we deposited $600 billion, which is almost twice as much as the lenders claim that we owe. The reason for that is because we would like to leave a very big capital for development, future, and basically to take advantage of the greatest properties that the Greek people have, which is intellect, which is the Greek people are not producers, they are creators. So we would like to really underline the fact that the Greek spirit, which is the creative spirit in the world, will again take the place that naturally occupies in the pyramid of the world intelligence and the intellectual capacity. And the money, the $600 billion for Greece, the $50 billion for Cyprus, and so forth, where has this money come from, and where is it being held, and is it immediately available to be released to the governments of Greece and Cyprus? Yes. First of all, the government of the United States, and more specifically the Department of Treasury and the Department of Transportation, through some uh, legal commercial transactions with one of our members called Artemis Soros. Artemis Soros uh, had a certain uh, transactions with the American government, and for that reason, the American government gave him the IOUs, the Treasury bills, that they have a um, maturity date of August 9, 2014, which is about 21 months from now. Treasury bills, as you understand, is an obligation of the United States uh, say, uh, Treasury Department and it's guaranteed by the Federal Reserve. When we realize that Greece is uh, about to be cut in pieces and sold out to the lowest bidder, we decided to intervene by maintaining a accounting 
balance that it's positive for Greece so no one can bankrupt the country. In other words, according to international law and the United Nations regulations, if a country has a surplus, a accounting surplus, no one has the right to bankrupt the country. They may make demands for payment if, however, the lender cannot prove that the money that he claims are not legal, are legal, he cannot take the money back. He will take only what he proves they are legal. How this thing works? If a sovereign country gives an IOU to the markets and the rating by Moody's or the other uh, rating agencies is high, such as AAA, you can uh, go to a special mechanism, go to a central bank, deposit the IOU and tr immediately, instantly translated into cash. Now, when a country loses its rating of triple or double A and goes down to AB or BB or C or down to what they call garbage stock, then they have to go to the secondary markets. When you propose to borrow money from the secondary markets, they start a bidding war. For $100 IOU, for example, they will offer to give you only 40 35 50, depending on the rating. However, the interest that it's been agreed, it's charged to 100, the face value of the note. So you understand now, if you only realize 35% of the $100 and you pay interest on $100, you understand that the actual difference on the actual money is more than 25%. So this is now the loan sharks, the international loan sharks, the Goldman Sachs, the different other institutions and so on. What do they do? They will take a note of $100 billion in charge interest 25, they will make it $200 billion, and all of a sudden the country that received only $35 billion all of a sudden owes 200 Now, there is an international law that says that unless the lender proved that he really provided the funds for the face value, he cannot demand face value. He has to prove how much money came to Greece in favor of the Greek people, and if they cannot prove it, they will only take back what they have only proof for. So, this this is uh, why we say the Greek is not an economic or financial problem. This is an occupation. It is the effort of the New World Order to create a global government. If all the other nations would like to be in one global government, we don't have any objections. We are all for the freedom of people. If with their free will they will decide they want to be a part of a global government, we don't have a problem with that. We have a problem though if this is the free will of the people and more specifically for Greece, did anybody ask the Greek people at any time if they want to be a part of the world government? All of a sudden, a few years ago, Mr. George Papandreou, who is a fellow Greek-American, but born in the United States, came to Greece and without asking the people, automatically propelled and promoted the idea that we are all a part of the world government. He promoted the world governance in any breath that he was taking. Then the president, the today's president of PASOK, Mr. Venizelos, he took exactly the same he took over the baton from Mr. Papandreou and started promoting the world government. Then Mrs. Diamandopoulou, then Mr. Chrysokoidis, then everybody, one after the other, they took the baton and we realized that this is a cabal, that they are in bed with the New World Order and nobody has asked the Greek people. The United Nations are all for a self-determination. So somebody has to ask the Greek people, do you really want to be a part of the world government and have all this financial 
financial occupation, or you want to be yourself self-respecting and self-determining your fate. This is why we decided to intervene. And where is the money currently being held? Okay. As you know, when you have a valid obligation of the United States or any other country, but specifically now of the United States, first of all, the United States, as you know, is a AAA country, so the obligation of the United States can be traded at any different forum around the world. If you take this AAA obligation and you place it in a central bank, you can translate it in cash immediately. However, usually the governments do not do this. They like to hire a commercial carrier such as a big bank, say the Deutsche Bank or the Citibank or Bank of America or anybody else, to carry all this transaction for them because they do not have the technical expertise and they do not, all the governments, especially people that are not sophisticated, they do not know how to translate, how to create money. This is a international way, it's a law that is an international law but the United Nations, how to create money from legal obligations. So if you take this obligation and you give it to a government, they wouldn't know, most of the governments wouldn't know what to do with it. The mechanism is very simple. We took this obligation, the IOUs, and we deposited in a company in Canada which is a, like an, a trustee account, a custodial account. A custodial account is that somebody who has the authority by the government, the sovereign government of a country, will take the obligation, will check the obligation with the country that has issued the paper, and after the country that issues the paper verifies to the corporation that this is a real obligation, the custodial account deposits the money in a special account that the benefactor, in this instance, Mr. Artemis Soros, has given certain terms how this money will be released. So there are no more obligations of the United States. The company that accepts the deposit gives you what is called a CDR. A CDR is a custodial receipt, custodial deposit receipt. The custodial deposit receipt is signed by a person who has given the authority by the ministry of each individual country to verify the authenticity of the funds and the authenticity of the obligation. Then it deposits, it gives you a paper that is called CDR, Custodial Deposit Receipt. That CDR automatically is money for the country that takes it. You take that CDR, you deposit it in a central bank of any country, and you translate it immediately into cash. In other words, if you, if I gave to Mr. Provopoulos tomorrow $600 billion of CDRs, and in this specific instance, Greece, for Greece we deposited six, uh, we have six CDRs of 100 billion each, total 600 billion. And if Mr. Provopoulos, after the government has fulfilled the terms that the benefactor has put, Mr. Provopoulos can take this CDR, deposit in the central bank and automatically credit the account of the country with $600 billion. So a CDR practically is cash, but only to a central bank. And you mentioned certain terms that would have to be fulfilled by the country receiving the funds, in this case Greece, in order to be able to have this money available to it. What are these terms in the case of Greece? In case of Greece, the one big word is transparency. 
As we mentioned before, we're going to use a similar team like the President Korea did in Ecuador to determine the legality or the obviousness of the Greek debt. That is the number one. The number one, in other words, the government has to accept that an accountant checking will be done in all obligations that Greece has signed outside. Been that to the IMF, been that to the European Central Bank, been that to any individual private investor. Every and each obligation that Greece has will be examined in detail by a expert team, which is not going to be Greeks. One or two Greeks will participate, but basically will be international team. The team will make then a proposal that this part of the loan is legal and must be paid. That should be verified by the Supreme Court of Greece, called the Arios Paros. We would like to see at least three people from the institutional legal system of Greece verifying and accepting the recommendation of the experts that will give the people that they are taking, give the idea of taking their country back in their own hands because their own legal system verifies that the obligation is legal and we are paying it off. So every time that Arios Pagos with the three judges will sign a recommendation automatically the money will be given to whoever the creditor is. So that is number one, which means an accounting clearing house. That's what this is going to be. That's number one obligation. Number two, because this humongous problem of corruption in Greece was created in the last 35 years, and more specifically after democracy returned to Greece in 1974, you know, there was a junta for seven years, the entire problem started from 1974 until today. We would like to give to the public, because at this point, people that they are totally innocent, clear people, clean people, and that includes, you know, parliament representatives, uh, ministers, prime ministers, mayors, uh, all kinds of officials in the public life have been malign, that they are all thieves, that they are all corrupted, that they cannot do anything right. So, we would like an independent body of the Greek justice, again from the Supreme Court, to undertake the task to examine every single person that was involved in the public affairs of Greece from 1974 until today. And we would like to find the innocent people and give them clear to the society, the guilty people, and apply the appropriate Greek law to them. That is basically. If that will require, if this transparency will require that some amendments to the Constitution should be made, so be it. In different times, a lot of, most actually, of the Greek politicians have expressed the absolute need of the Greek constitution to be amended in order to address all this tremendous problem that Greece has. So, we are not demanding that the constitution will be changed, but if that is the means of acquiring and achieving transparency, that will be what will be needed by the benefactor. Transparency is the world. If the word transparency requires certain changes in society, in the institution of, in the constitution of Greece, and the need, at this point, the financial need of the country is such that we believe is the proper time, the proper time, for the politicians that so far claim the need for constitutional changes, it might be, this is the time to do it, to achieve the transparency. This is something that there are constitutional lawyers that they will decide what changes are needed. We 
from the end's point of view, we are not here to determine or dictate what changes needed in the Constitution. The only thing that the entire people of Greece demand at this point is transparency. Whatever means transparency needs, we have to provide to them. If that means money, if it, that means that the judicial system be totally and completely independent of anything else, if that means a constitutional amendment, so be it. Whatever is necessary for transparency, because unless the sense of justice is re-established in the hearts and the souls of the Greek people, you cannot create a competitive nation. This is what we're here for, to create a competitive nation that can stand proud in the society of the nations in the world and not being the pariah or the country that everybody throws its f his finger and says, you are responsible for this crisis. We would like to overturn this and become an example that the other nations will follow. Have you had the opportunity to meet with any politicians, any representatives in Greece from any political party to discuss this proposal? And if you have, what has the reception been to this on their part? The deposit was, the, you know, a custodial account takes a long time. And uh, our bankers in Canada, Diamond and Diamond Merchant Banking, and the custodial companies, and uh, there are five or six banks involved, the Bank of Montreal, Bank of Toronto, the HSBC, believe, uh, the Bank of Quebec. There are six or seven banks involved. It usually takes about two to three months to establish and complete the paperwork for a custodial account uh, because you need to get the verifications from the United States government, from the Treasury. Now, we try to do this in a shorter period of time. Uh, we compressed it to about four to five weeks. So the first time we were able to say that everything is ready and complete was four o'clock Friday, September 28th. That day, the custodial agents informed the following entities as far as the deposits, the custodial deposits. The number one was uh, the government of Greece with deposits a CDR, a group of the six CDRs, which indicates the deposit in favor of the, the account. It's called Sovereign Elas. Sovereign Elas. That's the name of the account. We deposited the $600 billion and we informed first the consulate of Greece in Toronto. That was on the 28th of September, about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. This is the paper that we gave to the press the other day, which indicates the protocol. We got a protocol from the consulate that they received the deposit slips. The same thing we did with Cyprus the same day. So 600 for Greece, 50 for Cyprus. Then immediately we inform the IMF we informed the Central European Bank. We informed the European Union. We informed uh, the Minister of Finance of Greece, the Prime Minister of Greece. Every and each one of the Parliament members received an email and probably by today they will have a file in their hands containing the proof of the deposits and all the CDRs and the, the custodial accounts and the custodial name. Uh, in addition to that, the President President of the Supreme Court, Arius Pavos, has received a similar notification, and everyone that has to do with a sovereign nation of Greece, meaning inside the country and outside the country, being an institution such as the Central European Bank or the European Union or the IMF, all of them have been informed and notified about this particular change. The reason for that is that we would like everybody, we put every and single one in notice. We put 
put a notice that no one can bankrupt Greece. Greece has an accounting surplus and we will be willing to pay all our obligations provided that they are legal as they will be recommended and signed by the Supreme Court of Greece. And are there any plans while you will be in Greece to follow up with, that, with meetings with any of these political representatives? We would love to meet with anyone who is willing to meet with us. We are not asking to meet with them. We didn't, we're not going to take everything. We came to give. So usually if they want to meet, they know the terms. They can invite us and we are open. We can sit down and discuss with anyone from the president of the country who has been informed, by the way, from the prime minister, from the minister of finance. We can discuss this issue with any and every and each one of them, or all of them collectively. We don't care. We would like to resolve. We are all here to save Greece. And when I say I say to save Greece, we don't want to imply that Greece, Greece needs saving. As I told you, Greece is probably the richest country in the world. There is no richer country in the world. This is not a financial or economic problem Greece has. It is an occupation problem. It is the effort of the new world order to include Greece in what we call the world governance. So this is why we are willing and able, and able to discuss this issue with any and all officials, either individually or all together. How will end national debt react if the Greek government doesn't take action on your proposal, if they don't respond to you? We will make it known to the people of Greece and let them decide how they want to handle it. We will inform every single one in the country that they do not have a financial problem anymore. Nobody can treat them and use them as a scapegoat for whatever they want to achieve and let them decide how they want to handle it. What is important for us is for the people and uh, we put the government and the officials in a secondary uh, role we would like the people to develop and and again feel the hope in their heart and uplift their spirits and the creative spirit of the Greeks is of such humongous capacity that believe me it will be a tsunami that will overtake the world we would like to create an example how free societies can survive and thrive now if the Greek government did accept this money what would happen if at some point in the future they stopped repayment of this money because I do believe it is a loan correct this is a loan and it is not a gift. The loan, however, is for 100 years, and the interest rate is 0.5%. At this point, I, over 70%, 70% of the GDP of Greece is going towards repayment of loans, interest and capital every year. So the country works, is functioning with only 30% of the GDP. If for a moment you imagine that I will free 90% of the GDP in favor of the country, if only 10% will be dedicated to repay a loan instead of 70%, that means that the 60% of the GDP will stay in the country and in three years the country will be booming, will be the fastest developing nation in the, in the world. Now, you do understand that we are not going to leave it to the same powers and same balances that they created the problem. That is 
exactly the role of N and will always be here to oversee that the people, the people's choice, whatever constitutional amendments, whatever changes they place in order to achieve this development has to be ethical, legal, competitive and can be really duplicated by any nation of the world. We, we have this ambition to make Greece the example of the world, but the positive one, not the negative one that it is now. That is why we're practically giving money away. 100-year loan with 0.5%, you understand, it is something that uh, if you just consider the inflation, the next 100 years, it is like giving money away. So if you want to call it a loan, yes, it is a loan. Nobody can be given a free way to the, to the candy store and then we'll eat the candy, get a, an upset stomach again, and 10 years down the line, we'll have the same problem again. That will not happen. You recently met with the president of Cyprus, Dimitris Christofias, and you visited Cyprus, if I'm not mistaken. Then it was reported that the head of the IMF, Christine Lagarde, was also present at one of these meetings. What did you discuss with Christofias and Lagarde, and what was the reception to your proposal in Cyprus? This is false reporting, and it's purposeful false reporting. We did not meet with President Christophus. We were invited in Cyprus by the President. Uh, the organization did go to Cyprus and we met with a team of uh, the Treasury Department, the Department of Treasury, not the Minister himself. What happened there was after a three and a half or four hours uh, discussion that we presented our proposal and our offer, we agreed that the following day the, we will meet again with uh, the Minister of Finance and uh, the Attorney General of the country in order to create a memorandum of understanding so we, we will proceed with providing the funding for Cyprus. We never said, we never stated anywhere we met with Christine Lagarde. We never ever stated in any media that we met with the President Christophus. This is what they directed, so to speak media reporting in order to confuse the issue, create a false impression about the intent of our organization, and we do not take it kindly. At no point, and you can go back and check all the different press releases that we had, we never mentioned that we met with the president or Christine Lagarde. What, how the name Christine Lagarde came while we were in Cyprus, short time after Christine Lagarde came to Cyprus as well. We know that the second day that we were in Cyprus, President Christophias declared publicly on the television that he will never meet with Christine Lagarde and will never consider doing business with the IMF. That was his public statement. In Cyprus, we were there Monday, Tuesday, he made that statement. Approximately 48 hours later, the Junger from the European Union arrived in Cyprus as well. So Mrs. Christine Lagarde and Junger were both in Cyprus at the same time that we were there. We did not meet with them. They met with President Christophias eventually upon persistence of, because you have to understand there is an institutional obligation that Mr. Christophias has, has been the President of the European Union. So when Mr. Junger came to Cyprus, he had an obligation to meet with him. It is his institutional obligation. He does not have an obligation to meet with Christine Lagarde, but with Junger he could not accept.
so he would not refuse. So eventually, when he met with Junger, Mrs. Lagarde apparently, again, according to our information and belief, apparently they met with both of them. What transpired between them, we do not know. The only thing we know is that, as of this moment, Cyprus has $50 billion deposited in their account, and they are seriously contemplating of finalizing a deal with us within the next week or 10 days. And relating also to Cyprus, you announced recently that in addition to this $50 billion, an additional $20 billion is being offered for the establishment of a new bank. Uh, what is the purpose of this new bank, and how does it relate to the ongoing illegal invasion and occupation of over one-third of Cyprus by Turkey? Now we're giving our, our, our cards away, Michael, but uh, we don't have anything to hide. First of all, we did not create a bank. It's a corporation that is called a bank. The corporation is called the Motherland, the Cyprus Motherland Land Bank. It's a corporation that $20 billion are deposited in order for the Greeks that they have titles of land in the northern part, the occupied part of Cyprus, will be able, if they want to sell their land to take the money from this particular fund delivered to us to end not to end but a corporation that will be created by the Cypriots themselves which will be a subsidiary of the Cyprus motherland land bank and deposit the titles of the land so all the land that belonged to the, the Greeks from Cyprus will be again reunited in one entity and as you know very well the United Nations has a rule that if 60% of the land is owned by an entity, you can automatically, through the law of self-determination, automatically declare a new country. So this is the reason, in our view, that Turkey is so persistent of pursuing a real solution with, with the Greek side, because by them waiting and delaying the process, they feel that the Greeks will be so much fed up and tired of waiting that they will start selling their land, and naturally the Turks or Turkey itself as a country will buy the land. This already started happening and about 15,000 acres have already been sold and of course purchased by the Turkish government and the Cypriots want to prevent that and this is exactly what we did too. For any Cypriot who would like to really sell, sell his land can deposit his title and if in the future when the problem of Cyprus is solved and the island is reunited if they want to reclaim the title of their land, they can deposit equal amount of money, no interest, and take back their land. Overall, what is the motivation of a national debt? Do you have any interest or any aspirations in actually getting involved in politics in Greece or Cyprus? Our intent and we made it very clear to every and each one of them, our intent is not to be involved in politics. We are not a political party. We do not prohibit any of our members to be involved in politics. However, according to our constitution and the bylaws, anyone who will be involved in politics automatically loses its mem his membership in our organization. And for two years after his tenure in public life, cannot be a member of our organization. 
then he can regain his membership. The reason we do that, we would like to have an independent body away from politics that will always be the filter of what is going on in the country. We are here together, tomorrow might be 15 different people or different people all together, but we would like always to have a filtering party so the problem that has been created and rampant in Greek politics and Cypriot politics will not be repeated itself in the future. Finally, where can our listeners find out more about N-National Debt? As you realize, we did all this work very discreetly. We did not even have a site. We didn't have a telephone. We didn't have an address. We did all this work. It had to be very discreetly and secretly, I would say, because from the moment that we announced it only, let's say, three, four weeks ago, the establishment, the so-speak establishment, the ones that they are controlling the world until now, they have started an unrelenting war against us. Since they cannot attack the actual the actual entity which is the money because the money they cannot attack it's there nobody can say they are attacking us individually so they are bringing this fight down to a personal level which is unbecoming it is uh, not it is not worth for us to start answering personal attacks and so on we ignore all of them we will keep ignoring them because the actual problem is not I is not the members of and but is actually the situation situation in Greece. We are addressing that. Even if for any reason they will able to take away myself, or to blow me out of the water as they claim they want to do, or to blow out of the water another member, an attorney, or the vice president, or anybody else, somebody else will take his place. The, this effort will never stop. So I want to give the message to those powers that they are trying with low blows and individual attacks to dismantle this effort. I want to give them the very strong message they will never be able to dismantle this effort. It has been determined by the powers to be that Greece will regain its place in the world and it will happen regardless of their personal attacks. Dr. Dambrakis, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, I thank you, Michael. You gave me the opportunity to express our position and give details as to what exactly our organization is about and what is our dream about Greece. And I hope that after listening to what I said, it will become your dream as well.